Morning, everyone. My name is Sam Powell, and it is an honor for me to be able to give our message today. The title of our message is The Testing of Our Faith. The Testing of Our Faith. I believe what God wants more than anything for your life and my life is to see us mature in Christ, to see us become like Jesus. Jesus is our model for spiritual maturity. And God wants more than anything for us to become like him. God's goal is not to make us happy, but to make us holy. And holiness leads to that inner joy, that inner happiness that can come only from God. God is more interested in our character development than he is in our comfort. To see us making changes from the inside out and not just superficially going through life, indulging in the things of life that really don't matter or don't last. And one of the ways that God helps you and I to grow in our spiritual maturity is through our character development, through the testing of our faith that, that leads to godly character, that leads us to becoming the men and women that God has always dreamed and hoped that we would be. I believe that there is a purpose to every trial every trouble, to every difficulty, to every challenge in our lives. And for those of us who are in Christ, we will see that God is, is using the storms of life to help us to become more like his son, to help us to become what he destined and hoped that we would be. You know, I've been a disciple 45 years now, and I've been waiting for the times of testing to to cease, to come to an end. And I'm here to tell you, they never stop. And I believe they never stop because God loves us. Because God has a vision for us. And God wants to see us get there. You know, in the book of James, and I'm going to be reading from the Living Translation, in James chapter 1, beginning in verse 2, from the Living Bible, it says, Dear brothers, is your life full of difficulties and temptations? Then be happy. For when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow and don't try to squirm out of your problems. For when your patience is fully in bloom, then you will be ready for anything strong in character, full and complete. Did you get that? Did you hear what, what was said here? For when your patience, when your endurance, when your perseverance is, is fully in bloom, then you will be Ready for anything. That's God's goal for us. To make us ready for anything. Strong in character. Full and complete. Are we ready for the struggles and the challenges and the trials of this life? Because God's goal is to get us ready. And I'm afraid sometimes we're not ready. We've not been ready. But God never stops trying to get us there. I believe what the elders of this church want and what the leaders of this church want, what the women's ministry leaders and the evangelists desire is to see every disciple mature in Christ. And God wants it even more for us, for us to become the people that he always dreamed that we would be. And so God is getting us ready, helping us to be like Jesus to be strong and godly character so we can be ready for anything that the world throws at us, any temptation that Satan throws at us. God is trying to get us ready 
so that we could lift him up. The purpose of this journey of life, the reason that after you're baptized, you're not, you don't ascend straight into heaven is because God wants to stay here, wants you to stay here so he can refine your character and develop your faith and help you to grow in the fruit of the Spirit so that you can give him glory and help get other people to heaven. God has a plan. Oftentimes as we go through trials where we're focused on other people, you know, what is this person going to do? What is the church, what are the church leaders going to do? What is the world going to do? What is the government going to do? What is the president going to do? God wants to know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in your time of testing? Where is your faith? Where is your reliance upon me? Will you be strong in the Lord? We cannot become the people that God desires for us to be without God the character. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, that's what God is working on in all of our lives. God wants to know, and God wants you to know, is your faith real? Is your faith genuine? Is your faith in Him or in circumstances? Is your faith in God or is it in people? God wants to know, and He wants you to know how deep is your faith in Him? How deep are your roots in God? How much do you really trust in the Sovereign Lord no matter what happens in your life? We know that faith, as Hebrews 11 1 tells us, is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. The message version says the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. That this fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the foundation of what we live for, of what we, we stand on. Our faith in God. Without faith, Hebrews 11, 6, is impossible to please God. Without being willing to live on the edge, without trusting in God, without relying on God, we cannot please Him. That's where God wants us to be. To rely on Him, to trust in Him. So I want us to go back for a few minutes. I want us to go back and look at the father of faith. Let's go back and look at Abraham. In Hebrews chapter 11, and we have that great list of the men and women of faith. More is said about Abraham than anyone else. Now I want us to look at the three scriptures that refer to him in Hebrews 11. Beginning in Hebrews 11 in verse 8. It says, By faith Abraham was called to go to a place he would later receive his inheritance. Obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Did you, did, you, did you see that? That the Bible says that God asked Abraham to leave where he was, the Ur of Chaldees, a, a secure place, really a, a, an advanced place for its time, and to go where? He didn't know where he was going. The Bible says that he, he, would, he would later, that he left, and he left believing that he would receive an inheritance, and that inheritance 
him becoming the father of all nations uh, through his, his, his sons, through his grandson, he would, it would become a reality, but he would never personally see it. But he trusted God. And, and I believe that faith is trusting God when you don't know the where. He didn't know where. Faith is trusting God when you don't know the where. And you won't always know where God is trying to take you. If you live long enough, I guarantee you, God's going to ask you to do something that is difficult. He's going to ask you to do something where you have to step out on faith and trust Him. And you won't know where He's trying to take you, but He is trying to take you to a place that will give Him glory. It may be a physical place. And, and 33 years ago, Cynthia and I left Florida to come to New York. And I'm telling you, it's been an adventure. And, and it's had its ups and its downs. But the blessings have far exceeded the, the, the trials and troubles and difficulties. And I praise God for where he's taken us, especially in our faith. It most likely will be a spiritual place, a place that God will try to take you in your character, in your humility, in your love, in your acceptance, in your compassion. He will try to take you to a place that you've never been before by asking you to step out. And trust in Him. You know, we don't like not knowing the details of our journey. Where? But when, when you go down to the waters of baptism and you come up, it's like getting on a train and you don't know the destination. Obviously, God's trying to get us all to heaven. But He's taking you on a train ride. And on this train ride... There are going to be ups and, and downs. There will be bumpy times. There will be great times. There will be difficult times. There will be times when you will want the train to stop. There will be times you will want the train to keep going. But God is, is saying, I am in charge. I am the conductor of this train. You just stay on board. And if you stay on board and, and if you don't get off and if you, if you hang in there, I'm telling you, it will be worth the ride. And I will transform you into something you've never been before by the power of my spirit. Where is God taking us, church? Where is God trying to take us during these, these trying, turbulent times in life? Where is God trying to take you in your spirituality? I believe every disciple in the New York City Church of Christ is being tested right now. You're being tested. Every disciple in New York, every disciple in New Jersey. God is testing you. And he wants to know, are you going to trust in me? He says, well, Sam, where are we going with this? What's going to happen? I do not know. But I know the God, the sovereign Lord, who is in control. And I don't have to know the where. I just have to know the who. And that is God. And faith is trusting God when you don't know the where. How are you doing with your test? How are you doing? Is God pleased that you're trusting in Him like Abraham did? When you may not know the where. In Hebrews 11, verse 11, the second scripture says, By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants. 
as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age, Abraham was 75 years old when God called him on his journey. And God promised him that, look, you're going to have a son, and that through your son, I'm going, there are going to be many nations, and that your uh, descendants will be as numerous as, 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 the, as the seashore, as the sands on the seashore. And that promise did not become a reality until Abraham was 100 years old. 25 years. And then Sarah at 90 brought a child into this world. God made the promise. They just didn't know when. And I believe faith is trusting in God when you don't know the when. When you don't know when He's going to come through. How often do, do we we struggle because we don't know when. It's like, God, you know, when? When am I going to get married? When When am I going to have the baby? You know, when am I going to get the new job? When are my finances going to, to work out? God, when, when am I going to stop suffering through this trial? You know, when will I stop going through this crisis in my life? When, God? When's it going to happen? It says, God, you promised me. You, you promised that if I trusted in you, if I loved you, that, that you would, that the blessings would be a hundred times as much. When? I see, faith is holding on to God's promises. Trusting in God. When you don't know the when. They didn't know when, but God did come through. And it wasn't an easy journey for them. As a matter of fact, along the way, Sarah decided, look, hey, I got an idea. In Genesis chapter 16, beginning in verse 1, and, and this, this is Sarah, she's stepping outside of, of God's plan here, I believe. And it says, Sarah, it says now in Genesis 16 verse 1, now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abraham, the Lord has kept me from having children. So first of all, she's blaming it on the Lord. The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. God never said that. And then the Bible says, Abram agreed to what Sarah said. So after Sarah, Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarah's wife took her Egyptian maidservant, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. She, he slept with Hagar and she conceived. And when, when she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarah said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I'm suffering. I put my servant in your arms, and now that she knows she's pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. So now not only is she blaming God, but now she's mad at her husband because she got emotional and, and decided, look, I'm going to do it my way. And now she's not happy with God or with her husband. You know, when we do not get the answers the way we want, when we want, we are tempted. We can be tempted to step outside of God's plan and to take matters into our own hands. And that's what we've got to be careful about. Because God is in control of the wind. It's in these times when we don't know when that our character is tested and God is trying to develop godly spiritual character in us? Will we wait on God? Will we trust God? Will we keep our heads and not lash out and blame others? Will we continue to imitate and follow Jesus even in the most difficult of times? Will we allow the Spirit to control our emotions? That's what God wants us to do. 
God sees all. He is omnipresent. God knows all. He is omniscient. God cares about what's going on in the world and what's going on in the church. He cares more than you do. His ear is not closed. His eyes, he sees what's going on. Let's wait on him. Say, what are you saying, Sam? Do nothing? Do nothing. What I'm saying is do the right thing. Keep trusting in God. Keep relying on God. Keep on loving. Keep on praying. Keep on seeking peace. Keep on reading and meditating on the Word of God. Keep on encouraging your brothers and sisters to put their hope in God. Keep your eyes on Him. It says, well, when, when, when? God is in control of death. Faith is trusting in God when you don't know the when. And finally, we read in Hebrews 11, verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when, tested, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. Now, imagine this. He's waited 25 years for this promise. And now God asks Abraham to go and sacrifice his son Isaac. And, and the Bible says that Abraham, who understands that God has changed his name from, from Abram, exalted father, to Abraham, father of nations, is, he's got to be thinking, how is this promise going to become a reality if I sacrifice my son? And so it's another test. And I'm sure if, if I'm Abraham and, 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 th- and God is asking me to do this, you know what my question is? Why? God, why? Can, can you explain this to me? And you see, faith is trusting in God when you don't know the why. Why, God? Why are you taking me to, to, to this life? Why are you asking me to sacrifice that, sacrifice that which I love so much? Have I not been through enough trials? Why? And so we've got to learn to trust in God when we don't know the why. Have you ever been in a situation when you ask God, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening in my life? Why is it happening at this time in my life? God is really developing our character and trying to teach us to keep our eyes on him. He has a sister in the Westchester region. Wonderful sister. Her name is Renita Isaac. And back in April, Renita's daughter, Amber, was in, in the hospital uh, having a child. And the child was born, but Amber died. Renita's daughter died during the delivery, through the process. 26 years old. And a couple of weeks later, I was asked to speak to do the, the eulogy for the memorial. And let me tell you, it's one of the most difficult, challenging things I've been ever asked, been ever asked to do. And just seeing the people there grieving and mourning and weeping and wailing. And, and Renita now, not, not only having lost her daughter, but now having to take care of a newborn infant 
her grandson. And praise God, she's getting help with that from, from others, from other family members, from, from disciples, amen. But still, what a challenge. And, and so you, you, you're there and people are, are, are just wailing and they, they want to know why. Have you ever been there where you, you've been hit so hard by a struggle in life, by a loss, where you say, why? And, and yet, praise God, Renita is still strong in the Lord. She's still holding on to Jesus. She's still drawing near to Him. She's still being the, the, the woman of God that she was created to be. Sometimes life's going to hit you like that. And you've got to hold on. See, faith is trusting in God when you don't know the why. There's nothing wrong with asking God why. But remember, God doesn't owe any of us an explanation. And so what happens here? You know, Abraham is going through this, and he, he's there at the, at the altar, and his son asked him, Isaac, in Genesis 22, verse 7, says, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood of here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. You think that wasn't a difficult moment for Abraham? Abraham was being tested, but let me tell you, Isaac was watching. He was watching. What is my dad going to do? What, what's going on here? And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, Wherever you are in your faith, whatever you're going through, as you face these challenges, remember that your children are watching. They're watching to see if, if you are a man or woman of faith. Will you answer like Abraham answered in his faith? What was his answer to his son? The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide, my son. Are you telling your children as you face the trials of life, as you, as you go through those difficulties, you know, trust in God. Do they see godly, Christ-like character in you? Do they see an unwavering faith in the Lord where you tell them God himself will provide? You just remain faithful to him. You know, as we be getting ready to commune together, the Bible says that when they reached that place, that Abraham looked up and there was a, there in the thicket he saw a ram caught in its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. As God provided a ram, a lamb, Abraham. He has provided one for us. The Lamb of God. Jesus. To wash away our sins. God has provided an answer for us. And he will continue to provide. But let's remember that faith is trusting when you don't know the where. Faith is trusting in God when you don't know the when. And faith is trusting in God when you don't know the why. God will provide. Let's pray together. Our God and Father in heaven, 
thank you for being the sovereign Lord. Thank you, God, for being near, for always being with us. Thank you, God, for wanting to see us mature, to, to be transformed into the image of Jesus. And we hold him up this morning. We remember him. We remember his death. We remember his total surrender to you. And as we take this bread, we praise you, God, that he sacrificed himself on our behalf, surrendering all to you. And as we take this cup, we remember his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins for past, present, and future. We honor you, God. We praise you as a sovereign Lord. We thank you for this time together, and we, we honor you as the Lord God, God Almighty. And we pray and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.